106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Bill Gates and Klaus Schwab. Let me just get this straight for a minute. No theories, no hypothetics. Let's just talk strictly facts. This guy says by 2030, you're going to own nothing and you're going to be happy about it. The World Economic Forum. He says that every single system, food, education, everything is going to be reset. Just a side note, we never voted for this guy. And he's coming into our lives, a stranger we never met, telling us he's going to reset our lives. We need to reset everything. <laughs> okay, dude. Then this guy says there's going to be food shortages. There's going to be more outbreaks of things. Now he's buying up more farmland than anyone else in the United States. He's the largest owner of farmland. Now food processing facilities are burning down at an unprecedented rate. 18 food massive processing facilities have burned up or been hit by planes and burst into flames in the last six months. He's investing in fake meat. The food supply is being destroyed. Where's the theory here? Something very strange is happening and they're telling you they're doing it. We are here today to tell you, WHO globalitarian misanthropists, we are here today to tell you, you picked this fight, you wanted this fight, well, guess what? You've got it. Let's fight. Because these brave citizens, my colleagues and I, we will not tire to fight you every step of the way. These brave seven citizens and millions and millions more around the world. These are the people you will have to reckon with from now on, because we are millions, millions around the world. It is you that is the small French minority. You are the ones who do not have the right to dictate to the people what they want and what they don't want. So take it from me, take it from us, take it from these seven citizens who gathered here today, take it from the millions and millions of people around the world. We will bring you down and we will not tire until we have done just that. It is, that guy is unbelievable. And nobody could keep his job unless you had a guy like Joe Biden as your boss. Okay, so far this week, it's Thursday. 36,000 delays, 7,500 cancellations. And it's gonna get worse over the weekend. So if you're going to the airport, I, yo. So what does Buttigieg say? So he's on a commercial flight. Because now they won't tell us how many private flights he took. So he has to fly commercial because everybody's looking at him. Here's what he said on his flight. Go. Our cancellation rate yesterday went over 9%, which is a lot higher than what we've been seeing throughout the year, which has typically been under 2%. Now, we've known that summer is going to be a stress test on the system. The good news is we've seen a lot of progress this year through Memorial Day. What's the solution? Why don't you do something, you pinhead? <laughs> it's over nine percent, and we, yeah, that's higher than we thought. It was What's your solution? 
I mean, the airline companies are saying the FAA is the problem. I'm not in there, so I can't define it. All I know is that if you go to the airport, they're going to torture you. So uh, I just don't agree with your facts, which began with the presentation of one of the most outrageously persistent lies that I hear, which is this private jet. We don't own a private jet. I don't own a private jet. I personally have never owned a private jet. And obviously, it's pretty stupid to talk about coming in a private jet from the State Department up here. It just honestly, if that's where you want to go, go there. A few moments later. You uh, just testified under oath that you never owned a private jet. Mr. Chairman, I'd like to enter into the record uh, article here from February 15th of 2023. The John Kerry family private jet was sold shortly after accusations of climate hypocrisy. Uh, Mr. Secretary, do you stand by that testimony Not that sure. you've never I, owned or I personally, your family? I by your family. personally, yes, my wife owned a plane. My jumbo jet, smashing baby. Ooh. That's not mine. That's not mine. Because I believe in all the jet. Yes, my wife owned the plane. Convicted child offender Jack Reynolds did an interview where they asked him what sort of characteristics he looked for in a child before targeting them. And he said, more important than the characteristics of the child, he looked at the characteristics of the family. The first thing he mentioned was that if he perceived the father to be a threat, he stayed away. Which tells us a few things, dads. One, you better be a threat. But two, you better be present enough in your child's life to where they know you're a threat. And I would say it tells us one more thing that's very interesting. There's a lot of people right now that seem hell-bent to have sexual conversations with our children without our knowledge. Those are the same people telling us that the very things that make you a threat are manifestations of toxic masculinity. Maybe we shouldn't listen to those people. How's it going out there? This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio. This is episode 226, and it will surface on July 19th. Sorry, July 29th, 2023. So uh, we're out here in Northern California on the left coast, and hope you're having a a good experience whenever you're listening to this. Uh, if you're new to this, we're, uh, uh, we do six segments of 20 minutes of talk each, uh, interspersed with some clips that I think are important and educational and uh, will be helpful. So if you want to reach me, you can do so at my cell phone, 530-713-1838. 7131838 text or call and anytime I don't screen calls I try to take all my calls live and uh, 
Otherwise, if you leave a voicemail, I do. You're never going to find uh, the voicemail is full over here. I just empty it. I call back people and I keep up on that. So uh, also, if you want to email me, you can do so at Lou, L-O-U, at no hostages, plural, radio.com, no hostages, radio.com. And uh, we have a website, no hostages, radio.com, where we post former uh, podcasts and also some articles. So if you're interested in that, you can also look over to a Facebook site called Live with Lou. And we post some uh, shows over there as well, as well as other commentaries and articles. So I'm happy you're here and we're going to get into it here. Uh, I just saw today, I was looking at YouTube and I noticed uh, a very short clip of Mitch McConnell, who is the uh, the leader of the Senate. He's married to a Chinese lady named Elaine Chow. Elaine Chow, I believe her sister or sis, or uh, brother, one of the two, sister and brother-in-law or whatever, are one of the biggest shipping operations in China. The McConnells, the Pelosi's, and the Feinstein's, and the Biden's are all major connected to the Chinese, and in my view, which obviously you're listening to me, so it is my view, I'm talking, uh, these families are more loyal to the Chinese Communist Party and the nation of China than they are the United States of America, and they're using their positions of authority to rake in hundreds of millions of dollars. The interesting thing about the clip today is uh, Mitch McConnell, uh, that the common denominator of the four people I mentioned, President Biden, Mitch McConnell, Nancy Pelosi, and Dianne Feinstein, is that they're in their 80s, and and they're mentally deficient. And today, uh, Mitch McConnell uh, had, I guess he'd taken a spill some time ago and got a concussion and right when he was giving a news briefing uh, he just got lost in space and just stared at everybody for a long time until other uh, compassionate Republicans who were standing with him uh, reached out to him and and asked and and exited him off the uh, podium when you have leaders very uh, powerful and influential leaders running this country that are have become mindless, and I'm not taking, uh, I'm not mocking them. Uh, it's going to happen to all of us unless we drop dead of a heart attack when we're uh, when our mind is uh, focused. But if we get so old that our mind no longer can carry the weight of responsibility, it shows the. Uh, desperate situation we're in as a nation when we have people like this like i just described these four people as some of the most for the most powerful people in politics in the united states who are actually mentally deficient so i'm hoping that they uh that mitch mcconnell will step down Diane Feinstein still thinks she's operating at full capacity and still thinks she's operating in the Senate and hasn't missed any meetings. Uh, it's just it's pitiful is what it is. 
Uh, I'm not angry with them. I'm just uh, I'm angry with the nation that we we ended up in situations like this. There's also a, a guy named uh, it's not Ron Johnson, who's a senator from uh, in the, uh, from Wisconsin, I believe. There's another Johnson who is a black man who is uh, not elderly, but uh, he doesn't have his sense about him. And he says things that are just bizarre and talks like somebody that doesn't have uh, the brain cells he should have to be in his position. He's another person. We have a number of people serving in key spots. You know, when you think about the Senate, there's only 100 senators that represent all of us. And we only have over 400, I don't know if it was 435 or 450, I don't know what it is now, representing all of us in the House of Representatives. And it is super tragic when we have people that are completely incompetent uh, in those positions. But today, I don't know whether you can still see it on YouTube, but Mitch McConnell is giving a talk. And all of a sudden, he just stops and stares straight ahead and is motionless until uh, Senator, uh, the Senator from uh, Barasco or Baraska uh, from Wyoming and uh, a couple others uh, graciously ushered him off the uh, center stage there. Uh, I'm just going to give you a couple. I want, oh, let me just mention this. Many people, uh, as we've gone through COVID, believe that we're powerless. Uh, there's a minority, a very small group of people, billionaires, that I call the global cabal, that are um, pulling the strings, Wizard of Oz style, behind the curtains, control, trying to control 190, I think it's seven countries, and, and over 7 billion people. And they're using the top-notch uh, intelligence of the Central Intelligence Air, uh, Agency, all the top agencies to run a psychological operation on the people of the world. The fact is that they have lost. It doesn't appear that they've lost if you just look at the television. They've lost because there's just a handful of them, and there are billions of us, and uh, and. More and more people are waking up every day. At the beginning, throughout the world with COVID, people were used to trusting the government. They felt the government was had their back, uh, was trustworthy. They believed the institutions of our society were trustworthy. That trust has now been broken. That trust now is waning, and uh, many people are still uh, loyal. They'd do. They'd get on a train and be shipped off somewhere if they were asked to. But more and more people, millions by the month, are catching on, and they are not going to put up with it. And just to give you an example, I've been talking in, in the past few weeks about the power of uh, your vote, and not just your vote at the ballot box, because that is being stolen. What can't be stolen as easy is that when you spend your money, and if you're willing to pay attention and spend your money for people that stand up for America and freedom, like local businesses, or even corporate businesses that are patriotic, support the military, support the police, support what America stands for. If you support them with your purchases and you do not support 
businesses that are uh, against everything I just said. And they are for transgenderism, therefore uh, saying that homosexual, homosexuality is normal. They're for wanting the government to control our children. On and on and on, I could give you a long list. But if you can avoid spending money with people that are for that, like people like, I, I'll give you an example of Starbucks. They are not for you. And um, so I wanted to just mention some things tonight to help you get perspective. And the fact is uh, Bud Light has dropped to 14th, I guess, 14th beer in America. They, it may be that Bud Light goes the way of the uh, dinosaurs. At the same time, and that happened because people just said, I'm not going to buy that anymore if you're going to endorse people that are transgender and put people like that on the can, pictures on the can. At the same time, the Sound of Freedom movie talking about human trafficking, particularly of children, just surpassed $100 million at the box office while only spending 14 or $15 million to produce it. It's a very small budget to produce a film, but it's, uh, it's beating out huge films, Mission Impossible, uh, Indiana Jones, and such. The, the main thing, I'm not speaking against those films, I'm just saying that uh, The Sound of Freedom uh, is, uh, is, has become a must-see movie in America. And while I say that, there's been sabotage all over America uh, AMC, the distributor on this, the, the film uh, franchise that is carrying this film, say, oh, that's ridiculous, that's a conspiracy. Well, on and on, you, you can almost see it every week where somebody walks out of a theater and said the lights went off, the film broke, uh, the air conditioning was off, uh, they refunded everybody's money, said come back some other time. It's It's amazing. The second, the third thing I want to um, mention is there's a record out called Try That in a Small Town. And it's uh, people on the left came out and said it was racist. Uh, but now it's number one on iTunes. It's not racist. It just tells the facts. And so uh, the fourth thing to mention is that Disney, who used to be the... Uh, Every family's go-to movie. If Disney put it out, you knew it was safe for your kids to go see. And so uh, Disney lost $900 million plus. In other words, that's approaching a billion dollars on their last eight releases. The person that put these four items together, which I think most of you could have done on your own, said the silent majority is real. And I'm here to agree with that and say to you, just keep up, keep up, keeping up. Just keep doing what you're doing. Focus. Every time you spend a dollar, that's a vote. And they can't steal it from you because when you go and you, if you're a beer drinker and you buy somebody else's brand, other than Anheuser-Busch, Anheuser-Busch has lots of brands. Just don't buy any brand from Anheuser-Busch. There's lots of other good beer if you like beer. So just buy it somewhere else. Go see the movie. Send your friends to the movie. Go see it a second time. If we support people that are making quality movies, we'll get more quality movies. If you support beer companies that support America, you're going to see more beer companies support America. 
on and on and on it goes. So I'm just encouraging you to stand up for what you believe every single day. You do not have to wait for the uh, election season to come along to stand up for what you believe. Stand up in a supermarket, stand up at the baseball game, uh, sing the Star Spangled Banner, put your hand over your heart, uh, write your congressman and tell him what you feel about something, right, or your assemblyman. So uh, I thought that was very encouraging to me just to there's a deception out there that you're powerless and you just need to comply and fold. Candace Owens, who has become one of the key spokespersons for conservatives, not not Republicans, for conservatives in this country and is exposing a corrupt black America. Candace Owens slams the Barbie movie as anti-man. I, I've just seen clips of it. I, I wouldn't go see it. It's, it looked really weird to me what I saw. And she, here's her quote. Listen closely. Every male character is either an idiot. This is every male character in Barbie is either portrayed as an idiot, a bigot, or, or a sad, rather pathetic loser. If the roles were reversed and a male director made a film about how all women were hysterical, neurotic, gold-digging witches, it would be denounced, quite rightly, as deeply offensive and sexist. So I want to just remind you of that and don't support these kinds of films on television, if you still even watch television. It, it's shameful on how they uh, denounce and mock and ridicule men and husbands and fathers. Uh, don't support it. Just don't support it. Uh, there's other ways to entertain yourself. Uh, I've mentioned before, I haven't had a television. I watch occasional movies that I I carefully choose that I think would be, uh, that are entertaining. Not, they're not always uplifting. They're entertaining, but I'm not going to have them portray garbage uh, because you put garbage in your brain, you're going to end up uh, messed up. So, uh, I, but I haven't had a television since the late 1980s, and, and I think I'm fairly well informed in other ways. Another meme came across this week. It says, I'm trying to master the art of eating a powdered donut. You ever ate a powdered donut? Man, I like donuts, but I can't eat them. They just would cause me problems. Put weight on me like nothing else. He said, I'm trying to master the art of eating a powdered donut without looking like I just got back from the White House. You know, now we have Americans that are just mocking the White House. This is how far that we've fallen. People just mock the White House. People mock uh, an, uh, a president that, that uh, can't hold back his natural uh, bowel movements or can't climb upstairs, can't find where the podium is. He's out of his mind. We have four of the three more leaders, like I just mentioned earlier, that are out of their minds. And uh, so we're now mocking. We know that that we now what this is saying is we now know and we all agree we have no more justice in spite of Chris Ray, the head of the FBI, saying the FBI is wonderful. We actually have no justice in America. The only we have occasional exceptions to the rule. But we have no justice. And so people just mock the whole system. They just mock it. It used to be we had shame in this country. We don't have any shame anymore. I could say almost anything on here sexually and you and no one would even get red faced. My my father would if he was alive. 
So what movies we see, what TV programs we watch, what we read, where we buy our, our supplies, our food, uh, the don't, you know, who we donate to, please do not donate to either political party. They're both the same. Uh, Ronna McDaniel, I think she's a niece to uh, Mitt Romney, is a liberal and anti-Trump. Don't support the national. I, I've got a deal right here. They just solicited me. I got it in the mail. California annual Republican ca- campaign drive. Do not give money to the local California. You know, the California Republicans endorse Democrats instead of their Republican colleagues. I mean, I'm not happy about a lot of Republicans, but I I wouldn't endorse the Democrat. That's what these people do. They don't do any voter registration. They're worthless. Ronna McDaniel is worthless. Do not give your find good candidates and support the candidate him or herself. Also support Judicial Watch. I think it's judicialwatch.org. They are suing people left and right. Why do they have to sue government left and right? Because the government has become lawless. It does not follow the law anymore. They make all the laws, but they now exempt themselves from following the law. I just saw, uh, well, maybe I'll get to it and cover it later, where the FBI now has been investigating other top people without a right to do that and are investigating them illegally including a U.S. senator. It's unbelievable. Just on and on and on it goes. Um, All right. So let me give you a shout-out to one of the guys that uh, helps us here, and that's All Power Services. That's Will Fanning. If you have any kind of power equipment, from a big rig, tractor-trailer rig, to a car, to an off-road vehicle, to a chainsaw, mower, weed eater, they fix any, any kind of equipment that has power to it. So easy. They're South Yuba City, 1469 Stewart Road. That's just west off Highway 99. Stewart Road crosses 99, 1469. You can call them or text them at 530-844-0347. That's 844-0347. These guys know how to, I admire them because I, I can't fix things myself so well. And I just admire taking my stuff in and getting it back all repaired. I'm happy, happy, happy. So we're going to be right back in a couple minutes and uh, start our second segment. Sucker punch somebody on a sidewalk, carjacking old lady at a red light, pull a gun on the owner of a liquor store. You think it's cool, act a fool if you like. Cuss out a cop, spit in his face, stomp on the flag and light it up. We'll try that in a small town See how far you make it down the road Around here we take care of our own You cross that line, it won't take long For you to find out, I recommend you don't Try that in a small town My granddad gave me They say one day They're gonna round up Well that shit might fly in the city Good luck Try that in a small town See how far you make it down the road 
Um, I'm here today because I published a series of news stories three years ago in October of 2020 about Hunter Biden's now infamous laptop, also known as the laptop from hell, uh, which is seen as some of the most scandalous reporting of the last decade. Um, what was more scandalous than the reporting itself, though, was the fact that it exposed the unholy alliance between the intelligence community, social media platforms, and legacy media outlets. At the time, I was deputy politics editor at the New York Post, and um, my reporting showed that despite then-candidates Joe Biden's repeated and furious denials, he was apparently involved in the foreign business deals of his family. Over se several days, just weeks before Americans would vote for their next president, I revealed verified, authentic emails from the Biden Scions hard drive showing Ukrainian business partners receiving leaks from the Obama White House, I documented an off-the-books meeting between then-Vice President Biden and a Ukrainian energy executive and introduced the world to the big guy um, who got action on a deal with CEFC, China Energy Company. The Post published exactly how the material for the reporting was obtained, even identifying our sources, um, as well as a federal subpoena showing the FBI was in possession of the material the story was based on and had been since December of 2019. Um, but when the stories appeared on social media that morning, the venue where millions of Americans go to find their news and editors to get their angles, uh, within hours the reporting was censored on all major platforms on the basis of being called hacked or Russian disinformation. Um, Twitter refused to allow users to share the link to the stories, banned the links from being shared in private messages, a policy, by the way, that's used to clamp down on child porn um, and locked the post out of its verified account. Facebook said it would curb distribution and reach of the links on its platform. However, the stories were not based on hacked materials, nor were they Russian disinformation, and despite those claims appearing to come out of thin air at the time, we would eventually learn that they actually didn't come out of thin air at all. On October 19th, five days after the post began publishing, Politico ran a story headlined, Hunter Biden's story is Russian disinfo, dozens of former Intel officials say. God, I can't even say that with a straight face, you know? <laughs> Politico printed a letter completely uncritically from veteran members of the U.S. intelligence community falsely claiming that the Post Expose has, quote, 
all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. My God. <laughs> Most notable among the signatories of that letter were Jim Clapper from former DNI, Michael Hayden, former CIA, John Brennan, former CIA. Despite having such damaged credibility following their participation in the Russia collusion conspiracy theory, a few days later, on October 22nd, when Biden appeared in the second presidential debate and was uh, confronted with the facts of the Post reporting, he said to Trump, quote, 50 former national intelligence professionals said this, what he's accusing me of is a Russian plot. But it was not. Um, and he knew that. Now, fast forward to this year, three years later. Just last spring, House investigators revealed it was a call by now Secretary of State Antony Blinken to former acting CIA Director Michael Morell that prompted the spy letter published by Politico, which bypassed agency approval processes that would have been normally applied. It is also now known that ahead of my reporting, federal agencies were priming social media companies to execute an operation to discredit it. According to internal documents released by Elon Musk upon his acquisition of Twitter, the FBI and other intelligence community members essentially directed the platform's censorship operation, in part externally by working with top management and in part internally by social media companies hiring eye-popping numbers of agency alumni. Journalist Michael Schallenberger reported, based on documents he obtained from Musk, that during all of 2020, the FBI and other law enforcement agencies repeatedly primed Twitter executives to dismiss reports of Hunter Biden's laptop as a Russian hack and leak operation. Feds arranged for top secret security clearances to be granted to Twitter management and even had encrypted messaging networks set up, which they dubbed a virtual war room. To this day, hundreds of people from the intelligence community work at social media companies. Over the last few years, my reporting has been confirmed by virtually every mainstream news outlet, from the Washington Post to the New York Times to Politico, when the stakes were nothing, by the way, two years later. No one denies that the laptop is real, that the origin story is exactly what I told you it was in the first place. This elaborate censorship conspiracy wasn't because the information being reported on was false. It was because it was true, and it was a threat to the power centers in this country. What this relationship between the U.S. government officials and American corporations represent is, is an unprecedented push to undermine the First Amendment, the right to think, write, read, say whatever we want, and how we respond will determine whether we see a free press as inalienable or as optional. If you have a need of a car repair, like a body, the body of the car, like it's been in a fight, a car wreck, or maybe your seatbelt breaks or something's broken, just falls apart. Maybe it's old, needs a little new parts put in there, seat breaks or something. Uh, Alan's Auto Body is where I go, and uh, they always treat me right. I know the family. I've known them for many, many, many years. And Kevin Clark used to work for Allen's Auto Body for many years, and then when they decided to retire, he bought the business from them, and he and his wife Carrie 
and Sons. Two sons worked there and have carried on the Allen's auto body tradition. You can reach them at 530-671-1057. They're not practicing over there. They know how to work. The paint job on my Honda Element, which I wrecked and and, uh, got the front goofed up, just beautiful, just like it came right from Toyota. So they're located at Tea Garden and Sutter Street in Yuba City. Right on the corner, they got the bright yellow building. You can't miss it. Uh, okay. And uh, also, uh, let me mention uh, North Valley Paralegal. If you have any legal needs, Nellie Garcia will take care of your needs. Somebody told me last night they had some legal needs, and they paid $30,000 for an attorney. And I said, you know, it's amazing uh, that many uh, many things that an attorney does, a paralegal can do much faster, much cheaper, kinder, and easier than the than the local attorney. So uh, look for your paralegal. In this case, North Valley Paralegals in Yuba City at 1110 Civic Center Boulevard, Suite 202A. Nellie Garcia is the owner, and she is a good friend of mine. I know all these people I talk about here. They're just not people that send me an ad to do. I know them personally. I do I do business with them personally. Uh, North Valley Paralegal, it's right across from the Sutter County Sheriff's Department, just about half a block off of Highway 20 uh, west of Yuba City. So uh, give them a call. I think you'll be really happy. Okay. So I wanted to, uh, oh, let's see. Yeah, that's what I'm going to do next. So I, uh, some of my friends uh, make a habit of attending this the county uh, board of supervisors meetings or the city council meetings. So we're able to get information that you normally don't get because they conduct these uh, supervisors meetings at the time of day when the average hardworking person cannot attend. So even though the the kind of the uh, rule rule of thumb if i can use that term if it makes sense to you is that our government should be transparent but if you conduct your public meetings when the public is not available it's like telling the public we can't uh, have you here anymore because we we're afraid of covid (laughs) or we have a zoom meeting you can't zoom you can't do anything because you don't have zoom so they conduct the meetings at in the morning, early morning hours, when people are trying to get everybody to work and to school, or they in the in the late afternoon when people are trying to get off work and go home and cook dinner. And so uh, it's it's a disgrace, it's a shame. But in Sutter County lately, they've uh, decided that they you know there's various fire departments, there's various districts in these different counties that take care of our fire needs. In Sutter County, they have a they have the city of Yuba City that has a a city fire department. And then when they get out in the county, the Sutter County uh, fire department takes care of a number of areas. And then there's some individual fire departments like Pleasant Grove, et cetera, et cetera. These are partially paid fire departments, but some of them even fully volunteer, but Sutter County has volunteer and paid, but uh, Sutter County supervisors just said, we're not going to fund Sutter County fire anymore. So some friends said, started looking into this and said, Hey, what about, uh, uh, we're going to pass a referendum to uh, raise more money off the parcel tax to um, because some people aren't paying for fire protection out there in the rural areas. They get a buy. 
So then they, when they began researching this, they found out there was a thing called Proposition 172. Look it up. Proposition 172 came up when Governor Pete Wilson <clears throat> was serving, and they had, it, had some budget shortfalls, and so they took some money away from the counties and, uh, to use elsewhere, which cut uh, fire and police short. Fire and police, that's what I meant to say, fire and law enforcement. Uh, but at the same time, they, they added a tax at the state level that would be passed on to the counties. So when the, the ladies began to research, where's the money going? How come all this, all these people at the county are getting paid 200000 300000 400000 500000 600000 $700,000, and we can't fund a fire department that has maybe three or four stations? And they stumbled across this Proposition 172, and so they finally got the amount since 1998 to 2022. That's the span of years that Prop 172 was enacted and has been in force. Sutter County has received, during this time, $281,453,968. Let me say it again, $281,455,968. And they have not given any of that money to Sutter County Fire. The, if You can just look it up yourself. You, this isn't buried some hiding somewhere. You can read Prop 172, and it says it's designed to fund fire and law enforcement. So these folks said, we are waiting for the numbers from Sutter County for the years 93 through 97. <coughs> Those are years that we're missing. Very, very likely that they will push the total amount to over $300 million that Sutter County has collected. Where did all that money go? Well, you know, one thing about government now, it's very hard to find out wh- where anything happens without almost putting them in jail threatening to be put in jail the writer of this uh facebook post said anyone who thinks that sutter county would have spent the funds from measure a on safety remember measure a that got defeated and they said oh we really need it we're desperate for it man we're desperate for it we need it for fire and law enforcement they said If anybody believes that Measure A would have gone towards safety, they must still believe in the Easter Bunny. And for the county to threaten to close down fire stations in Sutter County and make cuts to the Sheriff's Department is an outrage. So all of you naysayers who accused us of not supporting fire and law enforcement, we say BS. It's pretty obvious now that the county (coughs) has been receiving millions and millions and millions and have chosen to not use it on safety. Ask them. Them are the supervisors. Ask the supervisors why they aren't supporting safety as they claimed. What a hoax. We did try to conduct the, con- contact the assistant county administrator. Her name is Leanne Link and also known as Attagirl. She makes a couple. She makes a. Um, Actually, she makes a quarter of a million dollars a year as an assistant to the county administrator. They ask, where are you, girl? We try to get a hold of you. We are waiting to hear back from you. Show us what you have. 
You need to earn that 250000 a year that you make. Talking to other counties, state officials, and especially our community is very encouraging, they say. The support is growing in our community. People are becoming outraged. <clears throat> All right. So um, I wanted to mention, this is an interesting article. This is actually from Europe, European News, Euronews. We've been talking about electric vehicles, the fact that they're not clean. They're more damaging to the environment than fossil fuel vehicles. They can't live without fossil fuels. And uh, we can't dispose of them when we destroy them, when they wear out or when they get in a car wreck. They're not easily disposable like fossil fuel vehicles are. And uh, it's interesting, on this, uh, this freighter that left uh, Europe, it caught fire. The name of the freighter was Fremantle Highway, a Panama-registered vessel carrying some 3,000 vehicles from uh, the north north of the Dutch island of Ameland. And they caught, the thing caught on fire. The vehicles caught on fire. Can you imagine 3,000 vehicles? You're on there with them. And some of the vehicles are electric and they believe that the vehicles that are electric are the ones that spark the fire. Now this is interesting to me because I know a little bit about shipping vehicles and shipping uh, equipment that has a motor in it on those big, big freighters because I've shipped rice harvesters. I've shipped uh, tractors, lots of tractors and I've shipped vehicles like pickups and there's rules on how you ship those things. One of the rules is you have to disconnect the battery. Another rule is you have to drain all the fuel from the vehicle. The fuel cannot be the vehicle cannot be carrying fuel in it inside those containers. Or in some cases they just put them on what they call flat cars and they just set them right up there and expose them to the elements. But in my case, we put them right in a big 40-foot container. But you see what I'm saying? They avoided fires by not having any hazardous material inside those containers and having the batteries disconnected. But somehow, the electric cars, the crew said, caught this freighter on fire. Two fire it, a, f- a few months before, an Italian cargo ship also carrying vehicles that caught fire and two firefighters from the u.s uh, state of new jersey were killed in that fire on the freighter so this fire it was so intense the crew had to leap into the ocean they tried to extinguish the fire but they could not and uh, so one person had died and several others were injured and they were picking people up with helicopters And they had tugboats out there trying to keep the thing from sinking with all those uh, cars on it and polluting the ocean. But it's listing. And uh, let's see, it said it had set sail from the German port of Bremerhaven for Port Said in Egypt. 
according to the marinetraffic.com website. It's interesting. These cool websites tell you where everything's going. It tracks marine traffic worldwide. If you ever want to check out freighter traffic, go to marinetraffic.com. So they say the fire is still raging. Specialized firefighters have been deployed from Rotterdam by helicopter, but the fire developed so quickly that it was not possible to let them on board. The same spokesperson said 25 electric cars were on board and one could have been the cause of the fire. The worst recent disaster of the busy Dutch coast dates back to December 2012 when the Bahamas flagged cargo ship Baltic Ice. They were also carrying cars collided. Can you imagine a ship colliding with another ship? Don't you think they have wide enough lanes out in the ocean? Collided with a container ship and sank. Eleven sailors were killed in that incident. Do you remember that one? I don't remember it either. All I'm bringing up, folks, is that the electric cars are a disaster. It's never going to work. It's a disaster on every, every level. There is no support that anybody intellectual honesty could support electric cars. The other thing is I just saw uh, I, uh, a YouTube video showing, you know, the huge blades off the, uh, I call them bird blenders, but they're the, uh, what do they call it, wind power? Those massive blades, they may look small from your car, but when they lay down on the ground, those things are like thick, and they even laying down, they stand up as almost as wide as a man is tall. They will not break down. There's nothing decompo- decomposing about it. They're going to pollute. They're just going to be filling the earth with those stupid uh, props. I call them props. It's a loser idea. The whole climate change fraud is a cult and is never going to pan out. It's going to destroy people. It's, it was the preparation argument, like COVID was a preparation argument, to, to get your compliance and ultimately to reduce the population of the world and to take your life. So I want to mention that Randy Mitchell with Uppercut, it used to be Uppercut Barbershop. He had five locations. And uh, now it's called Uppercut Social Club because he has left the barbering plantation where the government controls you and tells you you can't cut hair if you don't have a permit or a license to cut hair. And so Randy Mitchell and all his barbers and cosmetologists, he had over 40 when COVID started, taking care of about 100 and, 100 to 125 family members were were uh, being fed and cared for off those barber shops and uh, salons. So uh, when COVID happened and they said, you're not essential, uh, liquor stores are essential. Home Depot's essential. Walmart's essential, but barbershops are not essential. They tried to uh, go home, but after they went home for a week, th- there was no money for them. There was no PPP loans. There were no SBA loans. There was nothing. There was no unemployment insurance. Uh, they got rejected. And so the barbers called Randy and said, what do we do? How do we make a living? How do we eat? He said, come back to work. So they all went back to work. Soon after, they got a call from a dispatcher at Marisol for the Marisol shop. And she said, I hear you're open. You can't stay open. They said, we're staying open. Back and forth, back and forth. Finally, she sent the police down and they cited 
uh, Randy Mitchell for violating some sort of code or law. There wasn't any law passed by our legislature to consider certain businesses non-essential. It was baloney. Clint Curry, the district attorney, would not prosecute that and tossed the citation. And as well as other counties where uh, Gavin Newsom and his uh, stormtroopers from the Consumer Affairs came down and cited everybody. and uh, But the district attorneys were not going to prosecute. So the latest thing is that Gavin Newsom has been harassing, sending his people to scare the barbers and cosmetologists to quit or they're going to put them in jail. This is this is America, people. This is not China. This is not Vietnam. Uh, This isn't a uh, dictatorship. But that's what it's become right before our eyes. And so Randy Mitchell has uh, pictures of of uh, consumer affairs, people harassing some of the women that were doing nails and different types of uh, beauty uh, care. Uh, so many quit. He had to shut down his salon in um, Roseville area. They were just they were just picking up all the equipment today because uh, the they, they would go in and threaten the women. The men uh, withstood them, told them to get out. And don't come back. And so uh, anyway, tomorrow morning at 830, there was supposed to be a trial where Gavin Newsom was suing Randy Mitchell for one hundred and twenty thousand dollars plus change. Between one hundred and twenty and one hundred twenty five thousand dollars for the reason that they had to investigate him because he refused to stop cutting hair and making a living during covid. Gavin Newsom went out, ate at restaurants, didn't wear a mask. His kids never wore a mask. His, he and his wife would go shopping. He had a different set of rules for him. But Randy Mitchell and his people had to stay home and go broke and not have food to care for them. So they're suing them. But today uh, we found out that the, the court trial, if you were planning on going, there were a couple hundred of us that were going to go tomorrow to stand uh, vigilant outside the courthouse in support of Randy. But they canceled the court, uh, postponed it to September. I believe it's I believe it's September 7th. Uh, We'll give you an update on that uh, up in Auburn at the old Auburn courthouse on 101 Maple. Please post that on your uh, calendar. We want hundreds of people. It would be wonderful if we get a thousand. We got several counties we're dealing with here. We got shops in Yuba Sutter. butte and placer counties so we want to make a good showing but we're not going to show tomorrow because they canceled they don't they didn't give any reason they just postponed it or what they say continued it to another date there it's it's what this is called prosecutorial abuse it's called the process is the punishment so they take thousands and thousands of your dollars and keep continuing it where you keep having to hire the attorney to go prepare, 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 prepare. And they have all your tax dollars to take you down. We're going to come right back. And we're going to start a third segment in just a minute. Hold on. Day. They said, Dumbo, 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 
to protect your children and grandchildren? I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. You're seeing pro-family school boards try to protect kids. In Southern California, the Chino Valley School Board approved a policy requiring written notification of parents if their children pretend to be a different sex. And in Temecula, pro-family school board members are trying to stop supplemental materials that push homosexuality and transsexuality upon kids. But this is just the tip of the iceberg, because pro-family school board members can only do so much. Since there are 12 sexual indoctrination laws of Democrat and rhino politicians brainwashing every child in every government-controlled school in California. If you love your children and grandchildren, rescue them now. See how at SaveCalifornia.com. Championing your values in California. The CDC on its website, you can obviously look this up, it now doesn't say pregnant women, it says pregnant people, it doesn't say women who are, or breastfeeding women, it says uh, breastfeeding people or people who are breastfeeding. So all I can say is if this has so affected the CDC, this nonsense and this dangerous drivel that uh, men give birth and uh, men breastfeed, not just women, then I I have a question, and it's a very open and honest one. Since they're so utterly and totally untrustworthy in that arena, in what arena are they trustworthy? I think anyone who understands that only women give birth and only women breastfeed have to ask that question. Where should we trust them? I don't believe that there's any other answer than you're not reliable. It's going very well. I love her very much. And so a few months ago, she was like, okay, it's going well, so now uh, I should meet your parents because that's what people do when a relationship is going well. They meet each other's parents. And I've never understood that. I've never been with my girlfriend and thought like, oh, honey, tonight is going great. But do you know what would make it perfect? (laughs) Charles and Ellen Mullaney. Come on. Let's get them in the mix. We've been going pretty hot and heavy lately. I think it's time we bring in two older Catholic people. (laughs) My girlfriend's a female, and then I had all these friends that are female. So when I started dating her, I was like, oh, great, they'll all get along. No. (laughs) Not even a little at the beginning. Um, She's struggling... And you don't have to be at a, a, a be a senior at Caltech to know that. Just look at the poll numbers. She's struggling for a couple of reasons. Number one, um, she doesn't appear to be prepared. Number two, no matter how well prepared you are, you have to be able to express yourself. And uh, with respect, I, I, I would say the vice president needs to work on being a little more articulate. Uh, some, some, mm. a, a cynic might say that, that uh, based on her performances, that English is not her first, second, third, or even fourth language. I love Venn diagrams. It's just something about those three circles and the analysis about where there is the intersection, right? Yeah, I see people that you agree with me, right? Not at all. But number three, you know, I think sound advice for anyone, politician or not, 
is always be yourself unless you suck. And if you if you suck, have enough self-awareness to know you suck and try to do better. <laughs> <laughs> it was good. <laughs> Politician or not is always be yourself unless you suck. You know, if you have a problem with addiction or you know somebody that has, <clears throat> getting help sometimes is hard because you don't know where to turn. And we used to turn to Behavioral Health in, in Sutter County on Live Oak Boulevard. That's what they call Yuba Sutter or Sutter Yuba Mental Health or Behavioral Health. And they used to help people uh, with, uh, with their drug addiction problems and help them get into rehabs. But over the last uh, three, four years, they have uh, collapsed. And they're not helping hardly anybody. In fact, it's easier to probably get into Sacramento State College than it is to get into a drug rehab through uh, the uh, local county authorities, even though they get millions and millions of dollars. But most of it's spent on just people that have really wide asses and they just sit all day pushing papers back and forth. If you ever notice county officials, they're usually heavier than the average person. And... Uh, so I uh, just it's it just a demographic observation, sociological op op observation. I took sociology class before I dropped out of college, and I know how to like evaluate these things sometimes. So, uh, but if you have a, addiction issues, Dr. Joe Cassidy, who is the specialist on addiction in the Yuba Sutter area, with uh, decades of experience, uh, over 25 years serving the um, inmates at uh, Yuba County uh, Jail. And so Dr. Cassidy and I have partnered up to help people uh, get from wherever they are in life uh, back on track and get healthy again for their families, for themselves, for their spouses, and get a job uh, and enjoy life once again out of the, and get out of the trap of addiction. Whatever that is, could be methamphetamine, it could be any kind of narcotics, could be tobacco, could be alcohol. So we're asking you to do this. Call Peachtree Clinic. I'm going to give you Peachtree Health. I'm going to give you three numbers. I'm going to give you their number, Dr. Cassidy's number, and my number. And I'm going to, we're going to make this happen for you. When you're ready, we're ready. Uh, we're not forcing you in. If you want to continue to use, we have free Narcan we'll help you with. We also have fentanyl strips that you can test the drugs that you bought. Maybe if you, you bought some other type of drug like an oxy tablets or you bought uh, norcos or something off the street the problem is we don't know what they are when you get them off the street some of them are fake and they have fentanyl and they will kill you now we have strips that you can test it and uh, we'll give them away free and you can make sure that if you want to take some oxys or norcos maybe you have a pain problem you're getting the real you're getting real stuff and not fentanyl so call peach tree health at 530-749-3242, 749-3242. Ask for Dr. Cassidy, and that's the person you want. There are other doctors there, but Doc's the one you want to hook up with. And uh, just say, when they ask you what your problem is, just say addiction and get started, okay? Get an appointment, and then keep the appointment. If, 
for some reason, uh, you cannot get through on that line. Sometimes it's big stacked up and you're waiting. I'm going to give you the cell number for Dr. Cassidy. He's not going to answer it. Uh, what I want you to do is just text. Uh, I want you to just text his number and put your name, addiction, and your phone number, and then wait for him call him to call. He'll call you back eventually, but he's serving patients during the day. Dr. Joe Cassidy is 530-682-8648. 682-8648. That's his direct number. Don't text him at night. Text him during the day, and don't blow up his phone. Uh, so if if you're really not well, you're not feeling well, and and you're anxious, and you can't get through for some reason, he hasn't called you back, I'm going to give you my number, and most of the time I just answer the phone because I'm not working like he is. I'm doing different stuff, and I can just stop and answer the phone. Call me up at 530-713-1838, 713-1838. And please leave a message. I mean, I'm not screening calls. I'm just on the other line if you if I don't answer the phone. So please leave a message, okay? And uh, let's get it on, and let's get you some the help that you need. Uh, all right. And also, I want to mention um, Thrifty Rooter, and they are lo- they are they are spread out all over the place. They're Yuba, Sutter, Butte, Calusa, Nevada, and they're also over in uh, Placer County. They serve the city of of uh, Lincoln. So if you go to the a website called thriftyrooter.net, you can see all the services that they provide. You think, "Oh, I know what a plumber does, Lou." Well, maybe maybe not because they do a lot of cool stuff with septic systems because we're up in rural northern California and so a lot of people are not on a sewer, they're on a septic. So they can help you with all that kind of stuff. So check it out and you can actually send a message off their website to them to the dispatchers that way. Uh if you just want to call them up, here's a, I'm going to give you the old school number. It's just a uh, old school uh, landline, right? 530-673-8201, 673-8201. Now, uh, I also want to mention that, uh, oh, two things. Let me mention this. I'm, I'm sure that Thrifty Rooter, if you're interested in learning the plumbing business, or maybe you, you have some experience, and you're looking maybe for a part-time gig even, uh, give him a call and talk to Bill over there, Bill Artemico. He's the owner, and uh, they would be glad to. They're always advertising for people because they're busy, busy, busy. Now, the other people that are looking for somebody is all power services. Uh, Will Fanning told me the other day, I was talking to him, he said, Lou, I need a good auto mechanic. So if you're an auto mechanic and you, you aren't happy where you are, uh, give Will Fanning a call at 530-844-0347 and go out and have an interview. I think you'll like Will, and I know that you'll like Bill. I know both these guys personally. They're very, very fine guys, and I think you'll be happy. And I think a plumbing trade is a wonderful trade. Uh, auto mechanic is great as well, but uh, I have a lot of friends that are plumbers, and so get it on. Okay, let's get back into the action here, and uh, thank you for listening and i know some of you don't live here that are listening and so uh thank you for your patience um okay so i talked about randy mitchell if you uh i'm not i'm not going to ask you to send him any money he earns money but it's costing thousands and thousands of dollars to fight this case if you could go on uh his if he has a facebook site uppercuts uh Oh, it, it, Uppercut Barbershop or Uppercut Salon. 
Social Club. Uppercut Social Club probably is what they've changed it to. Hit them up on Facebook and give them an attaboy. Just give them some encouragement. You know, sometimes just fighting these things against the state of California where they have all the attorneys and all the money, right? When I got called into court at Yuba County, I didn't have an attorney, and they had two attorneys. Both Yuba County, I was paying for their attorneys, and I was uh, taking care of myself. (laughs) The government is powerful, and if they want to shut you up, which they want to shut Randy up, they want to shut Trump up, they want to shut me up at all different levels. I'm not comparing myself to Randy or Trump. I'm just saying at all levels, if you step on their toes, they're going to come after you. There are no longer free speech. All speech is going to cost you something. You with me? It's not free. If you want to have rights, they're going to cost something. You say, oh, I believe in free speech. Okay, it, free isn't free. I just saw a bumper sticker the other day. It was a reminder. It said, free speech is not free. And I tell people, unless you're willing to fight for your rights, you have none. Oh, the policeman pulled me over and he did it wrong. Or they didn't read me my rights. Or they didn't do this. Or they did that. Doesn't mean anything. They'll put you in jail. And if you don't have the wherewithal, you don't know what you're doing. You don't know jack about the Constitution. And you don't have any money for attorney. You are what they say, screwed. You're screwed. Stupid doesn't work in America. If you want to live out in the uh, bush of Vietnam and you can figure out how to eat off the land, kill a rat, fish, kill a bird, maybe you'll survive. Uh, and, and you don't need to pay attention to the laws. But in this country, you better know what's happening around here or you're just going to get taken to the cleaner. Somebody's going to take your lunch and pop the sack right on your forehead. Well, there's a fight down in Temecula, California, and there's a school board down there that uh, changed its uh, some of its members and it became more conservative. And when they went to review the curriculum for the state of California, they didn't like the curriculum and the state education code says they don't have to accept the curriculum that the county. I read that uh, last week at Randy Mitchell's site, SaveCalifornia.com. He quoted the ed code and the code says that uh, the the uh, our schools are supposed to be locally controlled and run and the state offers help. But you can choose the curriculum you wish. But when you actually then accept that, that's a code. But when you actually say, okay, okay, but okay, fine. We don't want the curriculum because it's, it's a fanning the flames of pedophilia. It's exalting Harvey Milk who, who raped young boys. And so we don't want that. We don't want that person to be a hero in our social studies classes. So they said, we are not going to accept that. We're going to look for other curriculum. Well, Gavin Newsom tweeted, it's interesting, you know, the, they, they, got, they got me saying I'm threat, threatening the uh, county health officer. Gavin Newsom, what do they do when Gavin Newsom threatens somebody or somebody else threatens Trump and holds up a dummy's head with blood on it or something or red paint? Uh, so Gavin Newsom says, you got our attention. He tweets, stay tuned. What would you think if some of your neighbors said, you got my attention, dude, stay tuned. We you think you're going to get your car vandalized. Do you think you're going to get your house vandalized. Do you think you're going to get sued. Maybe 
Yeah, you probably would, wouldn't you? So when the government governor of the state of California, a dictator, says stay tuned, okay. So here's what they stayed tuned for. After they made the decision that they were going to go with a non-sexualized curriculum and they didn't want teachers to talk to the children about any sex. Leave sex out of school. Leave that for the parents to deal with. Gavin Newsom then filed a $1.5 million lawsuit against the school district. So I told you about this last week. I told you about up to this point. But since last week, they filed this lawsuit and the board has decided to go ahead and in accept the corrupt pornographic social studies books where they tell the teachers they have to honor and tell how wonderful and all the wonderful accomplishments of pedophiles. I don't know what it's going to take for you to pull your kids out of school. If they, if they say that your kid has to have sex with some other kid or has to look at pornographic pictures, are you, are you, is that going to be okay? Is, are you okay with anything that school wants to do to your kid? It's interesting that Gavin Newsom is forcing these books on the school district, these corrupt books. Did you know that Gavin Newsom's wife, I think her last name is Sybil, Sybil, She's one of the gals suing Harvey Weinstein from Hollywood, claiming that he had sex with her or tried to have sex with her when she was an actress. Now she's she started her own business. This is so corrupt. The governor's wife starts a business to educate kids on sex, even though she's had problems with sex. And now she's suing a big shot in Hollywood. So she creates an educational organization that the governor gets his uh, supporters, these corporations that support him. The governor gets the corporations to give her money for her nonprofit film organization. So that's a conflict of interest. Then she turns around and makes these films. You think, well, why? If you make films, who's going to, how are you going to make sure who's going to buy the films? What if they don't like the films? Well, when you have the your husband, you're sleeping with the governor, then he just tells the school districts or the state schools that they're go- that he wants them to use your the wife's sex curriculum, and then they they take taxpayer dollars. First of all, they use corporate dollars to fund her nonprofit. Now they're going to take taxpayer dollars to buy the governor and his wife's porno books or porno films. Nobody seems to care about that among our, you don't hear James Gallagher talking about that down and or throwing a fit about that. You think, Oh, well, James Gallagher, you know, he's like the, uh, uh, Rick, Rick Keene. Remember Rick Keene from up in Butte County. He used to be our, uh, representative down there and rick used to his famous thing well we can't do anything because we're in a minority yeah you can do a lot you know if the democrats are in the minority they'd be raising holy hell they'd be having demonstrations they'd be lighting bonfires they'd be doing all kinds of things can't even get people to take a stand and just shame people on the floor of the uh, assembly or the senate 
So now these, he, you know, Newsom threatened him. He said, oh, you got my attention, dude. Uh, so here we have the, the government saying we want local control of our schools as long as you always agree with us at the state. If you don't agree with us at the state that pedophilia is good, having sex with little boys, men having sex with little boys, teenage boys is good. Transgender is good. We want we want we want uh, men dressed as women with their junk hanging down below their dress when they get their you know, sitting down. We want that to happen in our schools. We think that's good. And when if you don't like that, then we're going to sue you. Is that local control? That is not local control, people. That's a dictatorship. called the Temecula Valley Unified School District. They'd previously voted to reject the curriculum in part because some board members were concerned the curriculum supplemental, supplementary material mentioned Harvey Milk, the former San Francisco supervisor and gay rights advocate who was killed in 1978. Guy shot him. One of the f- former uh, fellow supervisors shot him. Some board members also said parents had not been adequately informed about the curriculum. I'm just telling you, do you know what your curriculum is? If you have kids in Marysville High School or, or East Nicholas High, Wheatland High, Live Oak High, Yuba City High, do you know what your curriculum are? Do you have a problem with that? Do you going to leave your kids in there to see uh, the teachers talk wonderfully about Harvey Milk? What what? What Hollywood said about the move in the movie Milk, just that's the title, Milk, that's the title of the movie. They said that he is a great martyr like Martin Luther King. Nothing could be farther from the truth. He's a liar. He was a liar in the Navy. They said, oh, I got, he said he got thrown out of the Navy because of his homosexuality. He did not. The Navy actually named a ship after Harvey Milk. Do you think they they throw people out and then name a ship after him? He claims someone broke into his camera shop on Castro Street during his run for supervisor. They did not. It was totally fabricated. I could just go on and on and on. My point is, are you paying attention? Do you care? You you brought these kids in the world. What are you going to do? Throw them to the dogs? Let them, you think, oh, they'll just, they'll sort it all out. No, they're not going to sort it all out. They're not going to sort it all out. You need to make a choice. You can go to savecalifornia.com. That's a, that's a, uh, a place that you can find out what to do about your kids. If you want to take them out, you can also go to, uh, if you go to the church of glad, if you're in Yuba Sutter counties, but you can, you can go and you can homeschool all of the United States. Still, you can send your kids to charter schools. You can send your kids to private schools. You can send your kids to consortiums of a bunch of uh, homeschool parents working together. You're not having to do it on your own. In town here, we have EPIC, E-P-E-C. It's called Embassy Private Educational Center. It's been going. This is uh, this this coming year will be the third year it started. It started during COVID when the kids wanted to go to school, but the government said they couldn't. So they, we started our own school. 
If you go to churchofgladtidings.com, run your cursor over the word ministries, there'll be a drop-down box, and you'll see EPEC. You'll learn all about it right then. They're, they started out K through 12. Now they're moving it back, and they're doing a preschool as well. So check it out and see whether you want. They're also hiring out there if you're a teacher or you're an aide. They may be looking at uh, folks to hire. So check them out. Okay. All right. We're going to be right back. Uh, we're halfway through the show, and, and uh, we have plenty to talk about here today. So hang with us if you want to. In 1987, Tallahassee, Florida police responded to an anonymous phone tip about six malnourished children covered in bug bites and scratches being accompanied by two well-dressed men in a public park. The two men were arrested for child abuse and suspicion of trafficking children across state lines. And so the U.S. Customs Service, the Washington Metropolitan Police Department, and the FBI all got involved. The two men arrested had multiple fake IDs and were found to be members of a group known as the Finders. The Finders owned multiple properties in the D.C. area. The investigation of these properties reportedly found evidence of child pornography and photographs of three children and three white-robed men dismembering two goats. The children described a harsh learning environment where a man known as the Game Caller was in charge of everyone and could talk to the adults with a computer in the van. One of the games they played was responding to local newspaper advertisements for babysitters, tutors, and anything else that could get them into a family's home where they would then gather as much information as possible about the family's habits, identity, and occupation. The finders were labeled a satanic cult, and the media sensationalized it for a full week until the investigation was called off. It was reported that the mothers of the children were members of the finders, and that the two men had the full consent of the parents to be transporting them. The media narrative then blamed their own sensationalism, claiming that the whole thing was blown out of proportion and that the Finders were just a harmless 1960s-style hippie community. Years later, the reports of U.S. Customs Special Agent Ramon J. Martinez began bringing attention back to the matter. Martinez claimed that evidence included the intent to traffic children, the ordering of children from Hong Kong through the Chinese embassy, the instructions on the impregnation of female members of the Finders, and a library of books on the subjects of mind control and terrorist warfare strategy. Martinez claimed that every attempt to review evidence was blocked and was finally told by a member of the Metropolitan Police Department that the finders had come under the protection of the CIA, who claimed jurisdiction by deeming it an internal matter and had the entire case labeled secret. The leader of the finders, Marion Petty, bragged about infiltrating the CIA his wife, Isabel, worked for the CIA, and their son worked for the CIA-run Air America. 
Finder members' passports revealed travel visas to places such as North Korea, North Vietnam, and Russia, all approved by the U.S. State Department. This resurfaced evidence inspired outrage, and an investigation was launched. The Department of Justice began investigating allegations that the CIA had used a front company run by a commune to train agency employees. Their investigation resulted in a verdict of no evidence of CIA interference and no evidence of criminal activity with the finders. During this same time period was the McMartin preschool scandal, wherein hundreds of parents reported that their children had suffered satanic sexual abuse at a preschool in Manhattan Beach, California. And for some reason, evidence seized from the finders included a map of this same preschool. It seems to be the norm. Kindercare, the biggest preschool chain in America, was owned by Henry Kravis, who was a close associate of former CIA director George Bush. Kindercare has been accused by several parents for child abuse and satanic ritual abuse. Former Clinton Foundation official Joel Getz operated a huge chain of kindergartens in China where several parents complained that their children were molested. Just as the CIA and their partner groups manage the media, Hollywood, and the worldwide drug trade, they also manage the human slave trade. And as bad as the symptoms are, we need to be focused on the disease if we ever want to end this. Reporting for InfoWars, this is Greg Reese. For those that listened to this on Saturday, uh, obviously my announcement that Randy Mitchell's court date has been canceled is a little late for you, but I think some people have been following it and are not from this area. They know Randy, and uh, when they, uh, many people have left the area and now moved out to other states. But, you know, I tell people, don't ignore the fact that it's Randy now. It's probably going to be you someday. And they're going to be confronting you someday at glad tidings where I attend church. They confronted us during COVID and they said, shut your doors. We said, we're not going to do it. And we went back and forth, wear a mask. They said, we're not going to do it. Sit so many feet apart. We're not going to do it. Don't have conferences. We're not going to do it. What is your freedom worth to you? You have to decide where you're going to draw a line in the sand. And if enough of us do it, they, there's, not, there, there's not hardly any of them. By the way, I want to mention to you that on August 6th, that's just two Sundays away, 5 o'clock at night, probably last a couple hours, you could go out and have dinner afterwards and have a nice evening afterwards. Dr. Doug Frank, he's an amazing scientist, and a technocrat, he's a technology whiz. Uh, he knows ins and outs of, of uh, election voting, but also on all kinds of technologies. He's, he's uh, have many scientific ex 
uh, 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 what do I call it? inventions uh, that ha- have helped our nation. And uh, so since 2020, he's been looking at county voting systems and explaining to them how they're flawed. You know, people that think and claim and think their system is all tight and tidy, it's embarrassing for them when they have a, someone that's smarter than them tell them that their, their system is goofed and tells them all the way it's goofed. It's easier for supervisors and county clerks, county election clerks, to just ignore that and just pretend that everything's all right. Listen, people, if you got a gut full of cancer, pretending it's all right is not going to cause it to go away. You need to deal with it. I find people just in denial. Our county supervisors are in denial, and they're just, they got elected, so they think everything's all right with the world. What the problem is that they took an oath of office. Now, you might realize, if you're very aware, that many government leaders, both appointed and elected, are now not taking the oath of office anymore because they don't show allegiance to the United States of America. But our local officials pretty much take the oath of office, and that is to protect our constitutional rights, which includes voting. And I have never said any of our local uh, county clerks are corrupt or dishonest or biased. What I have said is they don't know about the system that they are operating and they claim what the state says and they claim what Dominion says, the electronic counting machines company says, and they're being lied to. Oh, it's not connected to the Internet. Oh, it can't be hacked. Uh, People like Doug Frank has proven that a teenager can hack into the election systems. So the reason Doug Frank has been invited to come back here, he's been here once before, is at the Freedom Coalition Network, commonly called freedomco.net. You should become familiar with that website. It's a very informative website. A, A team of people have rebuilt it. Not that it was broken, but we just uh, brought it into a new level of advancement for today compared to when we started with COVID. So freedomco.net or Freedom Coalition Network is hosting this event, and it's going to be at Church of Glad Tidings in Sutter County at 1179 Eager Road. That's just north of Yuba City, just off of Highway 99, between Highway 99 and Live Oak Boulevard. It's very easy to find, very easy to get to. 1179 Eager Road, it's a campus with multiple buildings. You just pull in, it's going to be in Building 200, very easy, one of the first buildings. It is the first building on the left. There's plenty of parking, well lit. Uh, It'll be an easy meeting. There's no entry fee. You don't need a ticket. Uh, Come and listen to Doug Frank. This is our first step in working uh, for Freedom Coalition. The Save California, or not Save California, but the uh, New California people have been working on this election, uh, these election issues as well. 
we're going to get involved in it and and be continually involved in it, not just a flash in the pan. But we're going to this is our first step to educate people. So if you want to know about how the election works and why it didn't work well and why it hasn't been working well since 2000, when we went to electronic machines to count, come on out. Uh, You can just come out and listen. Uh, There's probably going to be a question and answer time. I'm not going to allow a filibuster. I'm not going to allow you to talk about war stories. I'm running the meeting. I want good questions or just listen. This guy's smarter than the other people in the, in the audience. That's why we're having him here. Otherwise, we'd have had you speak. So uh, we're having Doug Frank. He's out from, he, he lives in the Midwest. It's no small thing. So uh, he's going to spend the night over here and then go on up to maybe Shasta County where they just voted in all paper ballots, which is the way to stop the steal from electronics. So, um, Okay, so I wanted to mention that. That's August 6th, 5 p.m., Church of Glad Tidings, 1179 Eager Road. If you have any questions, you can always call me, 530-713-1838. Okay, so I do have news releases. If you have a bunch of people on your mailing list, you want me to forward it to you, the, the scoop on it, and then forward it out to your friends, or people in a group that you're, maybe you're with a patriot group of some si- some sort, that's great. The more the merrier. It's not a restricted meeting. It's anybody's welcome. And uh, so come on out. Uh, even if you you're, uh, think that the election was totally honest, that's fine. Not going to allow a disturbance. We don't, we don't put up with that at Glad Tidings. If you disturb the meeting, we'll throw you out. Very simple. Okay, so uh, that's that. And... Uh, Let's see. Okay, I want to mention that uh, my friend Dave Greenitz is back. I think he's back off the East Coast. He's been taking a lot of time hanging out. He likes his kids and his grandkids. Probably some of you do as well. So he's been hanging out on the beach over there on the Atlantic Ocean on the right coast and hanging out enjoying life over there with his wife and sister and two sons and all the kids. So I think he's probably back this week. And uh, so if you want to give him a shout, if you're thinking about getting your kitchen or bath done or any remodeling for that matter, I mean, they, they actually tore up my patio, put it back together again, did the brick work. They did everything, uh, did underground, underground work. These guys know how to do it and they do it well. So uh, I'm going to give you a couple of uh, so- social media sites. He's got a website, greenitzconstruction.com. That word Greenitz is green, the color, E-T-Z on the end, greenitzconstruction.com. You can look on there as well as on his Facebook site, which is Dave Greenitz Construction. You could check those things out and see the work that they actually do and see some of the kitchens and baths before they got onto them and what they look like afterwards. And then uh, if you want to use his phone number, you can. You can text or call it at 530-682. 682 9602 530 682 9602 text or call okay and um all righty uh let's let's get back to the action here um so i'm gonna i'm gonna touch on some people you know lots of people are having health crises and I'm, I'm not talking about just general people that would never make the news. I'm talking about people that are dying right on TV. 
and having health crises right on TV or right in mainstream media. So ESPN, you know, the big sports station, their uh, soccer commentator, Shaka Hislop, collapsed right on TV. You can see it on YouTube over and over. It's, it's gone viral. Shaka is standing there with another ESPN analyst. He was a former goalkeeper. Shaka was. And he's talking, talking, talking about what's going on. There was a, a, a two teams, obviously two teams playing. I think Madrid was playing and one other team. But they were playing down here in Southern California. I think AC Milan was one of them. And Real Madrid was the other. And uh, maybe it was, it was a uh, kind of a demonstration match. And it was a pregame show. And all of a sudden, he just starts wobbling. He's a big old boy, tall guy. He starts wobbling and just fell right into the other announcer standing on the sidelines. So uh, they saved his life. Um, And uh, now the debate. Now, the interesting thing about uh, Shaka Hislop is that he was a big promoter of the jab. And after you watch him fall, then they show him on video promoting the jab on how it's so important and it's going to save lives and it's safe and it's effective, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So we know that he was jabbed. Now you'll know that the government does not want to take responsibility for anybody having a problem with the jab. They, they, Oh, well there's no, no reason to know that all these young people having heart attacks are connected to the jab. So now we have a pretrial hearing, uh, has been granted in the workers compensation lawsuit of an Ohio nurse that was coerced to receive COVID-19 vaccine. And, and the result, uh, she had uh, a negative reaction when she took the first shot and when she had the second shot, put her in the hospital. Danielle Baker, she's a longtime registered nurse, um, and she worked for Ohio Hospice Incorporated. And uh, she took the Pfizer mRNA COVID-19 vaccine after developing a serious neurological condition known as transverse myelitis after she took the jab. So she's getting ready to go to court. Said in 2021, here's her testimony, their short version. And all you nurses and medical people out there that, and I know some friends of mine, that go to church that, that thought, I can't afford to lose my job, I'm going to take the jab. And they just prayed and prayed and prayed. They said, God, if I take this jab, protect me. Well, in 2021, this lady said, we began getting bombarded with emails filled with facts about the safety and effectiveness of the jab, encouraging us to all become vaccinated. The emails started to become more demanding, questioning our morals and our values, started, uh, lar- started giving large incentives, and then finally telling the staff that the safety net that was set up for those who came down with COVID or had vaccine reactions would be pulled starting July 21, unless you took the vaccine. It was well worth, it was well known that the mandate would be put into effect August 1st, 2021. Despite my gut instinct, I took it as I needed my income and my career. That's when my life changed forever. Baker received her first dose on June 4 of 21. Her condition began to deteriorate rapidly following the second dose on June 26. 
She wrote, I have, I got my second shot on the 26th and ended up in the emergency room within 24 hours. From that point, I never got better. Within two, two and a half weeks, following the second dose, she developed severe neurological problems, demyelination of the spine, and was diagnosed with transverse myelitis, a condition her neurologist, Dr. John Durrani, affirmed was due to the vaccine. On, on July the 17th, she developed a severe back pain, and I started to lose the feeling and function in all of my extremities over the next four days. According to the National Institute of Health, transverse myelitis is a neurological disorder caused by inflammation of the spinal cord, the part of the central nervous system that sends impulses from the brain to the nerves in, her bo- in your body. Per Mayo Clinic, transfer myelitis, transverse myelitis interrupts the messages that the spinal cord nerves send through the body. This causes pain, muscle weakness, paralysis, sensory problems, bladder, and bowel dysfunction. Feel sorry for this woman, but she is in a big hurt, and she is finally going to get to go to court. And um, I'm not going to spend a lot more time. Uh, said, I proudly work for Ohio's hospice for 17 years never imagining that this agent that agency that profits up to 49 million dollars in a year would turn their back on me when i needed them the most instead they have left me and my family in financial ruins this is just the tip of the iceberg as we plan on flipping it upside down by setting precedent for others when we rightfully win our case then i don't know whether you saw this i was shocked you know, LeBron James, everybody knows about LeBron James, like him or dislike him. He's a very good basketball player. He has some children. He's married with children. His oldest son is a guy that goes by Brawny, Brain, Brawny James, like LeBron and then Brawny. So Brawny has been recruited out of high school, and he's been working out at University of Southern California where he's got a scholarship. And lo and behold, all the Jameses are vaccinated. And LeBron James is a big pro-vaxxer, right? I'm not, I'm not uh, be, being all funky about this. I'm just telling you what the facts are. Because none of these vaccination adherents, the government of the United States, want to face the music on this. So Bronny was working out at the USC gym and he had a heart attack, 18 years of age. I have never in my life, in all my years of going to school from K through 12, and then attending call. I didn't go to uh, play basketball in college, but I played basketball constantly all the way through high school on multiple teams and watched teams and went to college games, and I've never seen anybody, an athlete, have a heart attack. At any, at any athletic event, wrestling, I went to wrestling matches. I went to volleyball matches. I went to football games. Never saw anybody I knew or didn't know have a heart attack. Now we have Bronny James suffered a cardiac arrest during a workout. He's treated in the intensive care unit before being released to general care. Medical staff was able to treat Bronny and and get him to the hospital. He's now stable condition in the ice and now no longer in the ICU. 
said respect the privacy of the, of the family. I'm not, I'm not concerned about all that. I'm just talking about what's going on. We have run our young people's health. We've run their health. And, and they, did you realize that essentially young people were immune to COVID? They did not need any help. They don't get COVID. In other words, they don't suffer any symptoms. He says, it says here in the article, other details about his condition were not provided. This is the, the cover-up, whether it's uh, Lamar Hanlon, whatever his name, Damar Hanlon, or any of these other people that have had heart attacks. It's all hush, hush, hush. On social media, a number of users claimed without evidence that Bronny suffered a cardiac arrest due to COVID-19 vax. LeBron, his father, said that getting the COVID-19 vax was best suited for not only me, but my family and my friends. We'll see. We will see. If they all get sick, it wasn't LeBron. Initially, the elder James has publicly expressed skepticism about the shot. After news of Mr. James' cardiac arrest circulated, Twitter owner Elon Musk wrote that we cannot ascribe everything to the jab, but by the same token, we cannot ascribe nothing to it. Good comment, Mr. Musk. So just another example of people uh, the jab not working for. It's causing people to be sick. And the sad thing is that people that complied with the government are now, it's, it's a combination of horror and embarrassment. How would you like to be a real healthy person and take a shot that is it's experimental? They told you it was experimental. Do you realize the government right now is saying that they were not mandating the shot? That they weren't mandating you to wear a mask? That they didn't mandate you to stand apart? It was all just a suggestion. How do you feel about that now? We'll be right now. Have you seen the fires in roads? The skies are black. It is Armageddon. This is like people fleeing Hiroshima, except they're fleeing a few fires on the hillside over their all-inclusive resorts in roads. But people are having to sleep on the floors at airports and everything. The end of the world is nigh, and it's all because of meat eaters. 
because of selfish people who don't want to save the planet like we do, who are still eating beef and things like that. You know, these cows out there in the fields just burping and farting our way into some sort of climate Armageddon where we're all going to be burnt alive, just like those poor tourists from Tui in Rhodes. And you know, what we don't need, we just don't need farmers. We don't need men who can actually do things. We don't need men who can make stuff, produce stuff, kill stuff, drive big tractors. We don't need that. What we need in a net zero future is more soys who've only ever done something on tech or online and who are shriveled and wasted away with a moon tan. And the only time they ever flex one single muscle is their left hand when they use it to self-pleasure while they're watching Pornhub. We need more of them, not the real men who can actually grow. And, you know, I have dedicated myself now to being a vegan because I am going to help save the planet and get rid of the festering farmers, get rid of the festering cows and the festering butchers. And I'm going to bloody well live like Gwyneth Paltrow because we're all going to die from the heat. Oh my God. On appliances. Um, so from this administration, we've seen them go after gas stoves, air conditioning units with regulation, refrigerators, washing machines, dishwashers, now water heaters. How many more home appliances will Americans eventually have to replace then because of regulations? So just to be clear, when it comes to water heaters, and uh, it, is, uh, it, is, uh, it is proposed, what has been put forward, uh, and if it, it is enacted, it would not take it into effect until 2029. So let's not forget that. We're safe until mid-August. I'm Randy Thomason with your SaveCalifornia.com Minute. That's when the corrupt, Democrat-controlled California legislature comes back from its month-long taxpayer-funded vacation. To stay updated on the battle between good and evil in California, you'll want to receive SaveCalifornia.com's insider news emails. Subscribe for free at SaveCalifornia.com. If you want to do more, do the hard things. Resign from your union. Exit the government schools. Never vote for Democrats or rhinos and repent in Jesus' name for as much as you can because it's obvious how godlessness has unleashed evil far and wide. For God to bless America again, we must humbly and practically repent before him. SaveCalifornia.com, championing your values in California. our fifth segment and um, we got one more after this but I want to mention before we start Elite Universal Security uh, it's a security firm here in uh, Yuba County that started here many years ago spread to Sutter spread elsewhere and spread on up all the way up through Northern California all the counties through Northern California so if you need some security help uh, we're talking about securing your residence, your business, uh, your inventory, your ranch, your equipment, your your products that you grow that are stacked out there in the field. Elite Universal Security can help you. And never before has 
our country been so lawless unless it was right in the very beginning? They said the very beginning it was violent and under the influence, our United States, the colonies for the United States. Today we, we've seen, if you've lived here 50, 60, 70, 80 years old, you've, you've never seen anything like this. This is a mind blower what we're going through. I watch today, I have windows in the front of my house, I work in the front, and uh, I watch every day people up and down the street. Uh, all, they have everything they have on their back. They're homeless, they're drug addicted, they're, many are zombies. Uh, never before have we seen this. Uh, they'll they'll steal your stuff. They'll come in your backyard. They'll they'll come break into your garage. I've had my garage broken into three times. Uh, the police uh, are overwhelmed. They they don't even try to arrest a lot of people. Elite Universal Security can help, so you can reach them. Uh, they're easy to reach. They have dispatchers like these other folks have dispatchers. I've been talking about. So you can reach them at 530-749-0280. So maybe you're not from this area down here. Maybe you're from a northern California county. Give them a call if you have a need, and maybe you're not happy with the security firms up there. Uh, I was just talking to Monty Hecker, who started this business, and he was telling me they needed some people up in the Wairika area. In other words, his firm needs some workers. So maybe uh, to start of the Biden uh, you were pretty good. You were retired. You were taking care of business. But now with gas gone up two or three dollars a gallon and with the groceries way up and everything way up because of inflation, maybe you think, God, I wish I had a part time job. that's easy. Uh, it's, maybe your job was tough. Maybe you're a contractor. Maybe you were a truck driver. But say, you know, I, I need to do something that's relatively easy not hard on me physically but uh, i could do and and uh they will hire you elite universal security if you need a job they will put you on 530-749-0280 they may have a job going right maybe you're not in yuba and sutter county but they may be working in your county so check it out if you need any help um with them securing help securing your property or your safety uh, give them a call, 530-749-0280. They'll help you understand how to handle a gun and some of the chemical sprays. They have a range. They can teach you how to handle a gun and teach you the safety and also how to shoot and be accurate. So they can also help you with those things. Give them a call. Easy. You can call them any day of the week because they actually never go to sleep. Did you know that? The Lee Universal Security just always is out there, just like the police. They're they're doing their job. Okay, I think. Oh, let me mention a plumbing doctor. Uh, I just got a. They just sent me a bill, and they gave me a really great deal. Helped me out a lot uh, on a crazy problem I have. I don't want to waste time here talking about it today. But if you need a plumber in Yuba Sutter counties, those guys will help you night or day, any day of the week. 530-671-9111. And I just saw an ad on Facebook. They said, we will train apprentice plumbers. Apprentice means you, you would like to do it, but you've never had any experience doing it. So uh, they will train you on the very base. You just can't beat this. This is an incredible opportunity if you want to get a good trade. And you make you can make good money as a plumber. And you could do, you know, all over the world, there people use plumbing. 
530-671-9111. That's the plumbing doctor, 530-671-9111. I like these people. They always help me and t- treat me nice. Do you like it when you go into a business, they, they not only have what you have and help you find the right product, but they treat you nice? Isn't that cool? America used to be like that, automatic. Now Nowadays, it's a little, ain't what it used to be. Well, something happened, I noticed, and it touched my heart. And uh, the United States women's soccer players were playing the Republic of Vietnam. And I spent a lot of time in Vietnam. And so uh, I, I've been over there when they've had big soccer matches, or what you, if you want to call them football matches. And they've, they, use, they play a lot of the Asian nations, you know, the small Asian nations like Malaysia, Thailand, Laos, Cambodia. They play all around over there a lot, and they have special games, the sea games. They call them Southeast Asia games. They're very competitive, and they're very exciting. They're very patriotic, even though they don't like communism. They're, they love one another, and they're patriotic and support their teams. Uh, they go crazy over there when they win, particularly. And uh, so I was fascinated and saddened that the U.S. women's soccer team has lost their minds because they used to be the pride of America, and they were winning and they were they stood up proudly for America, but they've taken a turn, and they hate America. They hate America, and they they think there's just nothing right about America. And uh, even though they're all making millions of dollars off playing soccer, but besides that, they they even complained that they're not making enough. They want more money. So they were playing the Vietnamese. And, uh, and, of course, Vietnam is just a country of 90 million people, and the United States has 340 million. So we should outplay the Vietnamese because we have more to work with. So when they sang the national anthem of both countries, the Vietnamese put their hand over their heart and sang with great zeal their national anthem called the Song of a Marching Army. Every single member of the Vietnamese squad placed their right arms over their heart, right hand over the heart while singing, and Vietnamese fans also sang. When it came to the American Star Spangled Banner, I could only tell one person, a, 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 a bigger a woman, uh, one of the bigger players, blonde, pretty, I could tell she was trying to sing it, but under a lot of pressure that she was going against the, the, uh, the tide. And many of the players just look like bitter bitches. Bitter bitches. That's what they look like to me. I wouldn't want to be one. I wouldn't want to be related to them. I certainly wouldn't have a, want to have a relationship with one of them. They look like miserable human beings. I don't know whether they're lesbians. I don't know whether they're, I don't know what they are. doesn't make any difference to me. I'm not having to live in that uniform. They were incredible embarrassment to the United States of America. I was hoping that I was going to read the article farther down and find out that the Vietnamese beat them because I'm rooting against my own country when they act that way. Their embarrassment, they disgust me. They're a stench in my nostrils. 
They're a stench. And uh, they they did beat the Vietnamese. And uh, but I I uh, have no respect for them, and they're incredibly deceived, incredibly deceived. So I'll just leave that right there. And I think we're going to see the women's soccer players. We're going to see them crash the, this year. They're going to get their butts handed to them because, you know, there's a there's a uh, passage in the Bible that you can watch play out over and over again. It said pride comes before a fall. Pride comes before a fall. And it it doesn't mean it's going to happen. The fall is going to happen immediately when you're prideful. I'm not talking about good pride like you take pride in your hard work. I'm talking about you think you're better than other people or you're smarter than other people or you're, you, you have a right to be rude and disrespectful to the flag of the United States of America. I like this gal Griner that got arrested in Russia. It kind of yanked a knot in her tail, although she may be standing up on the inside, but sitting down on the in, uh, she may be sitting down on the outside, but standing up on the inside. She may be rebellious as can be, but she's keeping her mouth shut right now because it costs the United States a lot of money to get her out of Russia. Now we got another trash talker over there in the in the WNBA. The fact is that women's sports in the United States suck. A lot of them are just lesbians and we have their parents watching them and other lesbians. Majority of them. And now they've gone beyond that to complain that they don't get paid enough. When they get a greater percentage of the take than the men do in, in the national soccer, international soccer competition. I'm not going to go into the pay thing. I'm just saying to you that they're ungrateful. They're bitches. And I, I would not I would not cross a street to shake any of their hands. They're disgusting. In fact, a girl, I felt sorry for her that was trying to stand. They didn't kneel, but they they wouldn't they wouldn't salute. They wouldn't sing. Uh, this one girl tried to do both, but it was a uh, fledgling effort. I'm not sure that I saw every single member of the U.S. I think I did. I was just incredibly sad. You can probably see it on YouTube. And uh, we have a real problem uh, in the leadership of soccer and some of these sports when they're going to allow people to do that, disrespect our military, the people that gave their lives. I mean, they're giving their lives every single day somewhere in the world for these people to have the kind of life they have. It just, it, it actually, uh, I don't like to vomit, but it makes me want to vomit. It makes me want to vomit. And, uh, they are, uh, I'm going to be long dead before they, they get quite a bit older, but I hope that it's a shame to them. I, I hope when they see the light that, uh, it comes back to haunt them and shame them. They have, they have got a, a blessed life and uh, they got a blessed life and they are, they are like using it for evil motives, evil motives. Well, uh, John Kerry, the former Senator, former liar and, and, uh, 
uh, dishonest uh, combatant in Vietnam who t- was a turncoat and then eventually ran for president, and he's just a disgusting human being. Now he's been appointed as the first climate czar, and he's a liar. There's a clip on this show today. I'm not going to take time to talk about it. It will talk about his plane use while telling you and me we got to quit driving a car, but he can fly a, a jet plane, his personal jet plane. <clears throat> He made a comment before one of the House committees, and he said that that scientists, this, this is a lie that's been perpetrated for 20 years now. Scientists were pretty much unanimous that we have this major climate crisis. There is no climate crisis, people. Just get real. The, the Yuba Sutter, Sacramento Valley air has never been cleaner never been cleaner since I've been living here. And that's been uh, 70, over 70 years. Never been cleaner. Our water's never been cleaner. I'm talking about river water and such. Uh, We have a Nobel Prize scientist declared that there is no real climate crisis. You just saying you're full of baloney. You contrive the figures, you're liars, you're frauds. And his name's John Clauser, C L A U S E R, Clauser, Clauser, Closer. He won a Nobel Prize in physics last year. Listen, he's not a good physics teacher. He won a Nobel Prize, people. And he had the courage to stand up to the scientific community and to the university community and say, you're all wrong. Whoever you believe in this, not political nonsense, you're wrong. So he was scheduled to give, you know, how people schedule these high performing people, whether it's basketball, whether it's military, whether it's physics research. They scheduled him to give a speech at a climate seminar hosted by the International Monetary Fund. According to the CO2 Coalition website, the site describes his presentation as having been summarily canceled. Summarily. How often do you use the word summarily? Is that like a new fashionable word, summarily? And technically labeled postponed. Can't we just say he was canceled? Why do we say summarily canceled and labeled postponed? You're, why don't you quit lying and just say you're not postponing him. You're, you're not going to have the guy because he doesn't agree with you. According to an email he received last evening, the director of the Independent Evaluation Office of the International Monetary Fund, Pablo Moreno. Oh, come on, Pablo. Where did you get your education? Are you a physicist? Are you a Nobel Prize winner? He had read the flyer for John's July 25 Zoom talk. John was going to talk by Zoom. He wasn't going to fly in in a big airplane. And summarily, they used the term again. These guys like this word. They love this word summarily. S-U-M-M-A-R-I-L-Y. He was summarily and immediately, they, they summarily and immediately canceled the talk. 
The, the Climate Depot website has noted that Clauser has confronted Joe Biden and criticized Biden's climate change agenda. Thank God for honest scientists that say you're full of baloney. How would you like to have a medical doctor that you need in an operation? And and he went along with some kind of hocus-pocus mythology thing and didn't give you the operation you wanted because he just went along with a bunch of gobbledygook. Klauser joined the board of, he, he's a part of the board of this coalition. He lashed out at the current state of science around climate change, according to the Post. He's been quoted as telling, uh, addressed, when he addressed the Korea Quantum Conference, I don't believe there's a climate crisis. Well, thank you, Jesus. Somebody's finally going to say the emperor's got no clothes on. The popular narrative about climate change reflects a dangerous corruption of science that threatens the world's economy and the world and the well-being of the billions of people. They're using the climate crisis to kill billions of people. We want to get rid of five, uh, all but a half billion people. That's seven billion they're going to eliminate. And they're eliminating a lot of them right now with the COVID jab. He said misguided climate science has metastasized into massive shock journalistic pseudoscience. In turn, the pseudoscience has become a scapegoat for a wide variety of unrelated ills. They're blaming everything. Oh, maybe Bronnie James died of, or he didn't die, but he got a heart attack from climate. It's climate change that caused Bronnie. The 18-year-olds... This, this guy just didn't become an athlete. The boy's been an athlete his whole life, running around doing nutsy stuff, challenging his body. Klauser said, it has been promoted and extended by similarly misguided business marketing agents, politicians, journalists, government agencies, and environmentalists. In my opinion, there's no real climate crisis. Can you all say that to yourself? Are you afraid to say that in public? Because, oh, my God, just say it. Tell people the truth. The emperor has no clothes. It's over. It's drop it. He was also quoted that key processes are exaggerated and misunderstood by approximately 200 times. That's how much they're inflating reality, people. They're liars. Don't go along with it. I was telling somebody today in our public schools, they still teach the lie of Darwinian evolution. It is a lie. Darwin's grandfather was a Satanist. They hated God. Therefore, they had to come up with some other way that people got here. Think about it, people. Don't be stupid. After the U.S. federal government flexed their authoritarian muscle at Ruby Ridge in Waco, a new surging patriot movement was born, and the federal government 
began branding them all as extremists. In 1995, a rental truck full of explosives was detonated in front of the Oklahoma City Federal Building, injuring over 600 people and taking 168 lives. The official conclusion was that Timothy McVeigh decided to bomb the Federal Building as a response to Ruby Ridge and Waco, thereby blaming the horrible act on American patriots. Timothy McVeigh claimed that the Army implanted a chip in his body. Former FBI agent Ted Gunderson claims that McVeigh was visited in prison several times by Dr. Louis Jolien West, a leading psychiatrist in the CIA's mind control program who was connected to assassins Jack Ruby and Sirhan Sirhan and who conducted mind control research for the same company that McVeigh was working security at before the bombing. A Freedom of Information Act request revealed that the CIA had a spy satellite over Oklahoma at the time of the bombing. Controlled opposition is a strategy in which an organic opposition movement is covertly subverted or recreated by the ruling power to serve as mass deception, social manipulation, and ultimately to discredit and destroy the actual opposition. The suspicious evidence surrounding the bombing only caused the Patriot movement to grow bigger. And the endless hours of suspect evidence surrounding 9-11 caused it to grow even more. Movies and books about secret societies and satanic cults planning to usher in a new world order began spreading. And for years, Patriots worldwide speculated on how it would all come about. It is a big idea. A new world order. A new world order. On October 28th of 2017, the first Q post appeared, claiming that Hillary Clinton would be arrested in two days. And over the next few weeks, Q posts began telling the whole sordid story of how Luciferian elites have been planning on overthrowing America for decades. The Q posts assured everyone that a Patriot Alliance led by President Trump is fighting them behind the scenes, repeating over and over again to enjoy the show and trust the plan. This is now becoming the mainstream narrative. Prominent New Age guru David Wilcock is telling his audience of millions that the Luciferian pedophile Illuminati cult is being taken down by the Alliance. He claims there will be three days of darkness when TV and internet is taken down by a looping government broadcast telling the world the truth of the Illuminati. During this time, he says that thousands will be arrested worldwide. Is this the truth or is it something else? The reaction to the coronavirus appears to be a very cunning New World Order takeover. Globalist-run nations are suggesting that only extreme authoritarianism will save millions from dying. Economies worldwide are being destroyed. Civil rights are being stripped away. Many of us who have been speculating for years how this will all go down are seeing it very clearly for what it is. And the masses of people brainwashed by mainstream media are now joined by the masses of Q zealots and New Agers who religiously trust the plan without question. Some are even suggesting that the naval hospitals in the New York Harbor are actually prisons that the Alliance will fill with deep state criminals. 
Will they cheer as innocent New York citizens are dragged from their homes and quarantined aboard these ships? Interestingly, Q has claimed that Alex Jones and Infowars, who have been warning people of the New World Order for 26 years, are controlled opposition. And the Q zealots accept this as fact. Will they cheer for the alliance if Infowars is taken down for good? And if they take down Alex Jones, who will be next? Many people suggest that Q must be good because Q has revealed the evil conspiracy. But the enemy is very cunning and clever, and a lie this big could best be sold with the art of paltering. Paltering is the art of selling a lie by using the truth. A 2017 Harvard study stated that paltering is effective because the use of active truthful statements is likely to both distort a target's beliefs and be very difficult to detect. The best lie is the one that has the most truth in it. The Q movement has become the new mainstream narrative. Is it the Great Awakening? Or is it the New World Order making its final move? Maybe there is a global alliance of patriots taking down the Illuminati worldwide. But who are they? Who are these so-called patriots? Who is to say this hidden army is not controlled opposition, posing as the American patriot movement? A great final lie to trick us all into a deeper state of tyranny while they sacrifice pawns and reshuffle the deck for another round of their sick control game. If it were truly a revolution of the people, why are the people encouraged to do nothing but enjoy the show and trust the plan? If we are truly awake and enlightened, then we need to question everything. For Infowars.com, this is Greg Reese. All right, so another researcher, Ed Dow, drops bombshell data. Hematological claims are up 522%. That's blood-related disease problems. So there's trends in all diseases. This is 522% higher than the trend for blood-related diseases. Let me give you some statistics. This is research by scientists regarding the jab, COVID jab. Hematological problems up 522%. Auditory hearing problems up 121%. Cardiovascular up 121%. Dermatological skin problems up 138%. Endocrine, metabolic, and thermoregulation problems up 156%. Gastrointestinal up 143.5%. Genitourinary up 143%. Immune system problems up 115%. Muscular skeletal up 93%. Neurological up 100%, 107%. Cancer or oncology up 35%. Psychiatric up 124%. Respiratory up 93%. Visual up 80, 80%. You remember a few weeks ago, I have some friends 
And out of the blue, he did not take the jab, but he had COVID really bad. The illness. And then his retina detached. So when he went to the doctor, because I guess that's a horrible feeling when that part of your eye just comes undone in there. They got to the surgeon that was going to reattach it. They had a discussion with the surgeon. And they said, by any chance, are there, is this a time of more retinas being detached or just normal? The guy said, it's, it's incredibly abnormal. It's off the charts bad. All kinds of retinas are being detached. So in other words, the COVID illness, when it was weaponized by Ralph Barrick at Chapel Hill University of North Carolina, and others at the Wuhan lab working together, they weaponized it, or they, they took a normal virus and made it much, much worse in the lab. They made it much, much worse. So visual d- problems are up 80%. Dowd says these numbers are just crazy percent-wise. They're crazy. They're off the charts. And I don't want to get into all the, you don't really care about all the the details anyway. But uh, huh? Listed some stuff here a couple times. Hold on. Oh, this is cool. So. After the first Trump victory, the first time Trump ran and won, Dr. Robert Epstein, he's a Ph.D. Harvard professor and journalist, and he's a specialist specialist in senior research psychology. In other words, at the American Institute for Behavioral Research and Technology in California. He is a brainiac on uh, technology and how technology changes the way people think. You can change people's opinion about something. And I saw a great interview in, I think it was in a Senate subcommittee, and he was telling the people like Ted Cruz and people like that how he was a lifelong Democrat, He had voted for Hillary against Trump, though she lost. This was after the election when Trump won. And he said that Trump should have won by a lot more, uh, but that the election was attempted to be stolen by people like Google and Facebook and various ones. And that they could they do it by by presenting things online that influences your decision making ability. It's what they call a PSYOP, P-S-Y-O-P, psychological operation. And they understand how people think. It's kind of like if I am talking and I'm just talking to someone somewhere uh, out in a field and I have my phone in my pocket and I talk about how to water calves and keep the algae out and nobody hears that except them listening to my phone. Then on Facebook, a day and a half later, 
There's all kinds of advertisements on products to put in the water to keep it from getting spoiling, you know, with getting algae, algae in it. So they're trying to influence me on Facebook by the things they hear me talking about, even though I've never gone on the Internet and searched for that. It just simply they're just listening. So Epstein is being interviewed and he says uh, he voted for Biden in 2020, but he said, I'm for an, an honest election and whoever wins wins legally and honestly should win, whether it's Democrat or Republican. It isn't like I, I want to cheat to have Democrats win at all cost. So he published an overview of his ten, his team's work at the Gatestone Institute during 2020 and during the 2022 elections. And he's also looked at the 2024 elections. So check this out. The GOP, he said, currently has a slim 10-seat majority in the House of Representatives. Without Google's interference in 2022, remember it was supposed to be a big old landslide for the Republicans and it didn't turn out. He said it, it was ripped off. This is a Democrat, a genius. Without Google's interference in 2022, it would likely now have a majority of more than three times that number. Instead of a 10-seat majority, they should have had a 30-seat majority. Well, they expected to have that, but the, the, but the election was stolen by Google's influence on its apps. He said if Google had not interfered in the 2022 midterm elections, the GOP would likely have ended up with a Senate majority with at least two more seats. In other words, our Senate majority with a two-seat two lead as opposed to being basically behind. Check this out. If in 2024, 158 million people cast ballots, as they did in 2020, it means Google could likely shift the votes between from between 6.4 and 2 to 5.5 million people 6.4 and 25 point and a half million people thereby easily controlling the outcome of any election in which the projected win margin is less than four percent no laws or regulations are in place to stop them but our monitoring can dr Epstein claims that these manipulations are made possible through some techniques they've discovered Here's what they called them. Probably the first time you've ever heard these. It was for me. One of the techniques is the search engine manipulation effect. Another one is the answer bot effect. Another is targeted messaging effect, plus others. The methods, he claims, can shift between 20 and 80% of undecided voters. Many, many people are undecided, folks, because... They haven't done research on the on the uh, issues, on the measures, or the candidates. They can just do one manipulation and throw people to from one candidate to another. He said the manipulation can be repeated numerous times. Google, he said, knows exactly who is vulnerable. I want you to think about this. I told you the story about me uh, going out there in the field out in Yuba County. We're just out there all alone, three guys talking about cattle. 
And a day and a half later, I'm getting all these advertisements on Facebook about cattle. I did not introduce that thought to my social media in writing. They picked it up off my voice. He says, this is a very bright man. I don't know whether you've ever heard this guy. This guy is very, um, he's a winsome personality. And he is a, he's an intellectual. He, he's a researcher. He said, Google knows exactly who is vulnerable to these manipulations. Which one of you is still undecided before election day? For example, so they can target and bombard just the right people on a massive scale 24 hours a day. These manipulation produce shifts of 40% or more undecided voters without their knowledge that they are being manipulated. You don't even know that they're having an impact on you. I'm telling you people, uh, we need to make a change in how we're voting. We don't need these electronic machines and all that. We need to get out of it. You think, oh, Lou, you know, it'll take months to count them. You know something? When they hand-counted ballots, we finished faster than when when we did electronically. I'm just telling you, it's going to be done faster. So it goes on here and talks about how three senators sent a strong warning letter to the CEO of Google. Listen, these people are liars. I don't know whether you've ever seen Facebook, Google, Twitter, the leaders of those groups talk. These people are chronic professional liars. They take it they got it's to it. They have no soul. These people have no soul. They're like talking to a, a robot up there lying. Did you hear did you hear about the forty five year old black man that is the sous chef for the Obama family? He drowned in their backyard. Does that seem odd to you? 45-year-old man, he's married, got a couple kids. I don't know whether she's a female or she's a male like Michael Robinson, like switching to Michelle. I don't know what she is. He's a married man, and uh, he's been, he was their White House chef, one of the White House chefs. And then when they left the office, they asked him if he wanted to come be their chef at the house. And so there's a large pond. They, You know, it's interesting. He said that the oceans were going to rise up so much, Obama said, that they're going to flood the coastlands. But he's bought a lot of houses along the coastlands, so I don't know whether he really believes that. What do you think? So behind his Martha Vineyard house, which is right on the water, is a lake. It's kind of a man-made lake. And so this guy, who is a squ- swimmer, this isn't a black, no, some blacks, some Asians and some blacks I know, they never learned how to swim. Everybody learned how to swim in my neighborhood. But this guy knew how to swim. There's videos of him swimming. And he had a paddleboard. He just wasn't out there swimming around across a pond too, long, too large for him to get across. He had a paddleboard. They found him. Somebody else watched him have a difficult time out in the pond. Now, you know what I think happened? I think he took the jab, and I think he had a heart attack out there. Some people think it's kind of they got a conspiracy thing. His name's Tafari Campbell. Supposedly well-loved by the the uh, Obama family. I, I, I can't imagine that he wasn't. 
unless he fell out of favor with them, and then they put him out of his misery. But they went and did a search. Somebody saw him go down, and they, they dredged him out. I always get a kick out of when these writers use a cliche. They fished him out. <laughs> they fished him out. It's just got a kind of a weird sound to it. So what do you think about that? The Obamas were not home, but he died. No mention of the jab, but he was a paddle boarder. You understand what I'm saying? He had a floating device that he was holding onto, and he still had a health emer- some kind of health emergency. Okay, now I'm going to say something else. See what you think about this. Former Bush and Clinton White House chef also drowned in 2015. This guy drowned just the other day. This guy is a white dude that drowned in 2015. His name is Walter Scheib or Sheeb. Some people are calling him Sheeb. I saw I call it Scheib. Walter Scheib. Here's the odd thing about Walter Scheib's drowning. It didn't happen in a pond. They found him on dry dirt and they called it a drowning. Does that seem odd to you? So he was with the Clintons, and then he stayed over and served the Bushes as well. He was hiking in Taos, New Mexico. I think of New Mexico as a very dry place, don't you? I've been down to Albuquerque before, and I think I've been to Las Cruces. So he was in a Taos ski valley, dry, not snow, about 10 miles outside of Taos. This is a chef, Walter Scheib. His dead body was found by emergency rescue team and a state medical examiner, examiner confirmed that it was likely that he drowned. You know, how, you know what they said? Well, even though he was laying on dry ground, they have flash, you know, if it rains in these, some of these desert, desert areas, deserted areas or desert areas like Las Vegas or, you know, very dry areas. They don't get much rain. So when it does rain, it tends to just run off, not sink in like it does here. And they think it, uh, they got a rainstorm and it ran off and it drowned him and then it dissipated and he dried out and he was dead. That's that story. How often do you think, how often do you think things like this happen over and over again where Two chefs, it isn't like two employees at the White House of different eras, two different employees both around. It's two chefs. Is that odd to you? That just totally trips me out. By the way, you know this guy, I don't know his name. His name's first name's Patrick. He looks like he's from the Middle East or something. He does a podcast called, I think, PTB or something like that. He was interviewing Anthony Weiner. If you can go on YouTube you should watch the whole podcast with Anthony Weiner. He's a guy that, that was a congressman for like Queens, New York, the blue collar area of New York. And he ended up, uh, uh, he was married to the, the assistant to Hillary Clinton, you know, but he ended up, uh, she was drop dead gorgeous. Right. And he ended up liking to uh, flirt around on the internet with these young women and he was sending pictures of his genitals. 
So he got caught and got arrested, and uh, he had that funky computer. He had all that stuff on his computer that the New York State Police or the New York City Police was going to prosecute him, and the, and the government of the United States forbid him to do that. Remember that? Anyway, I have never heard this Anthony Weiner talk much. This dude, if, if you look up arrogance in the dictionary, his picture's in there. This guy is so rude and so haughty. You know, there's, a bi- you know there's, there's better words than arrogance. You know what an arrogant person is. There's a term that takes it to another level. It's a Bible term called haughty, not H-O-T-T, like a haughty lady pretty lady or a haughty guy for a lady this is haughty h-a-u-g-h-t-y haughty that's a different type this guy is so haughty and when they begin asking him what he thinks of hillary clinton and by the way he just thinks she's amazing and nice which he's a liar so then they go and they they start listing they said what do you think about all these people that were connected with the Clintons. We're talking about dozens and dozens and dozens and dozens. We're talking about 50 that died over their lifespan, that worked with them. And he just went ape, S-H-I-T. I'm telling you, it's worth watching. You would be entertained. You ought to check it out. Uh, This guy will blow your mind. Well, we've covered about everything we could for today, and this is it for uh, July 29th. I guess the next time we're going to bust right into August. And uh, so I hope hope you have a good week and uh, do something good for somebody and pay attention to what's going on out there because things are shaking. By the way, I just saw where Joe Biden made an announcement that he was not running. That's big news, folks. So we got Biden out. Pelosi's going to be out. Feinstein's out. Mitch McConnell's going to be out. They're all wobbling. In fact, I could just I could see Mitch McConnell bagging it any day and having somebody else trying to fill in for him from Kentucky. That's where he's from. All right. Good night. I see trees of green, red roses too. I see them bloom for me. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies are blue and clouds of white, the bright blessed day and the dark sacred night. And I think to myself.